Welcome to the Spring Hills Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our discussion on community within the church. I've brought a couple of different guests tonight. Um, Garrett Ward is back, and he you were, you were fairly recent, Garrett. Yes, um, I was. But we have back a returner again. who has yet to be here for, we're not, it's not really season two, but we're kind of, I kind of started <laughs> this close. by saying like, it, this is a season two kind of thing. Well, we, we had the summer break, We right? took the so, break yeah, over the summer. Season two. So, uh, John, I hope you didn't think I just stopped talking to you about no, podcasts. Oh, <laughs> I know that. I know that. Somebody was like, I just thought you didn't want me on podcast anymore. I'm oh. like, no, 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 no. We took a break. Don't I worry know about you it. have a method. It's all good. Bro. Brett said that too. He's like, I thought you were done with me on podcast. <laughs> I'm like, Brett, you got to look at the notes, man. <laughs> all I know, he was just, he was bringing in all these outsiders. We had Paul Ortlin House, Mike Baker. All these other pastors, it's like, yeah. what's going on? What about the staff here at Spring Hills? Forgot you forgot about, about us. <laughs> yeah, so uh, John Barrett's back. Now, John, uh, before we get started, your role, and Garrett, actually, your roles have shifted slightly within the church. So when I've had you guys come on in the past, I've had you introduce yourselves and what you do at the church. Um, we've recently had some of our roles have shifted slightly within ministry. So do you want to share, John? You go first. Um, maybe some of the ways that you're, you're adjusting. Yeah, in your so role. I'm, I'm trans in a transitional period right now. I've been the children's pastor leading the jam packed ministry. I also worked, um, part-time in care ministry with Garrett doing Stephen ministry, marriage mentoring, some pastoral counseling. I'm transitioning to what's going to be called the next steps director where I'll be, um, doing more of that pastoral care work, helping with small groups, uh, assisting Garrett with discipleship ministries, that kind of thing. And stepping out of children's ministry, I'll still be around to support support the children's ministry, help be involved with Adventure Week and that kind of thing, but kind of leading more to adult ministry, which I'm really excited mm-hmm. about. God's been calling me to that. And so I'm looking forward to this transition in this new direction. Cool. And you said you're going to be working with Garrett with discipleship stuff. That is the uh, other Garrett, not me, Garrett Ward. Yes. Um, and you're, you've shifted slightly over to some other things as well. So why don't you share just kind of, I mean, everybody, the joke is you do everything already. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> go ahead and share what your role is now. Yeah, I'm, I'm more intentional now in the sense of uh, discipleship. So my title now is discipleship pastor, which it it, it was associate pastor, which, you know, kind of catches John everything. John stole it from you. Um, but yeah, discipleship just kind of focuses in on kind of what I'm uh, doing discipleship for. Our, our whole church is kind of assessing how we are making disciples, how are people coming to faith and, and growing in faith and serving? And so kind of that broad uh, spo- uh, scope of ministry uh, related to discipleship. So a lot of the, the same areas, uh, doing a little bit more uh, intentional intentionality in the small groups sphere and uh, yeah. Cool. And uh, my role didn't shift much, um, but I was told that I'm going to be doing preaching at a first Wednesday soon, nice. um, which I haven't, Exciting. I used to preach all the time at the church I was at prior to this, but now I haven't done it in like five years. So I'm a little bit like, all right, Brett, you're going to need to, <laughs> you're going to need to walk me through this one. I haven't done it in a while. So um, I may be calling you guys in for a practice when that's I do great. this just there to make go. sure that I, uh, for you. I love speaking in front of people. So that's not the problem, but I like to make sure that, you know what I'm saying is accurate. You know, I don't want to be. Yeah. Uh, inaccurate with uh, with scripture. But today we are going to be talking about community, but I want to get more specific to some of these care groups. Since you two both are very involved and lead a lot of our care ministries, like Stephen Ministry, Marriage Mentoring, um, and now we have a new, what's the new one called where you've got people just one-on-one mentors? It's not Stephen Ministry, is it just, yeah, just spiritual, spiritual mentors? Mentoring. Mm-hmm. Okay, spiritual so you care. Spiritual yeah. care. So you've got um, a few different ministries that are available mm-hmm. to people. And I want to start just with what kind of opportunities we have. So let's dig into those just a tiny bit. We've got, you know, small groups, Stephen ministry, mentoring, that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. And Garrett, why don't you start with that? 
um, and just what the opportunities are. And then yeah. maybe John, you can yeah. go into detail about some of them. Sure. Yeah. So when, when I think of care, um, I want to just emphasize, you know, we do have these specific uh, areas of ministry that do focus on care, but of course we've been talking about community and we want to bring care, of course, into all of the aspects of what we do here. And so of course the adult ministries, the small groups, everything that we do uh, centering around relationships and connecting um, have that uh, capacity, capacity to uh, build up the relationships and care for one another. An example of this is small groups. You know, that's not necessarily uh, the place where we think of where care takes place, but we do want uh, relations to be built and, and people within their small groups caring for one another, getting to know uh, their lives. And if the crisis comes up, then that group rallies around um, that person and is able to care for them through uh, that uh, that ministry. And so, um, the small group model is, is a place to connect, protect, and grow. And so within that, there's there's a caring ministry. And we do have specific uh, ministries within the small groups, which are designed for care, uh, recovery groups, men and women recovery groups, uh, grief share, divorce uh, care. And so these support groups around those uh, crisis-type uh, situations in people's lives, we have those in, built into the small groups as well. And like you said, yeah, Stephen Ministry is our, our one-on-one uh, support system where, again, someone going in a, a, through a crisis, a, a tough time, any type of difficult situation can meet with one of our ministers and they walk alongside them to give a spiritual and emotional support through, uh, through that season of life. Uh, similar uh, marriage mentoring. Again, you have a, a another couple in the church who can walk alongside you if if you are struggling in your marriage. If you want help with uh, relationship tools and and how to have a stronger marriage, uh, you know we have a broad category for marriage mentoring. We have the premarital, which is preparing people for marriage, and then we have a, a what's called. Uh, maximize your marriage. And so maybe, you know, your marriage isn't struggling, but you want to take your relationship to the next level. And so you can meet with a, anyone, a mentoring couple. Anyone that's married knows that you you can always strengthen your marriage. Yeah. It yeah doesn't, if point. you just go, hey, we're good. Like Anybody still, that tells you, hey, we're good, that's they, they need to be mentored. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> right, you know, yeah. you know yeah. that even if you, everything might be going great, but there could In just this be, world, you will yeah. have trouble. And, yeah. and it, the marriages are no point. exception. Don't yeah. never yeah. be, never be no. ashamed or embarrassed about yeah. going to other people and, and talking Absolutely. through your marriage because yeah. you just need to keep strengthening it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then we do have uh, intentionally set up for those who are in, in crisis to, we have our, our mentors trained to walk alongside people who are um, really in need. And then of course we do refer people out to uh, professionals if they need that professional counseling, because none of these ministries are, you know, professional in the sense of, you know, uh, what, what we're dealing with. It's, it's the lay ministry that we're providing. Yeah, it's volunteers, right? Volunteers. So it's not yeah. like we pay, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, counselors mm-hmm. and stuff to, that have been educated in right. formal schooling. Right. And so that's, a, yeah, that's a kind of a broad picture of what we have to offer. Another kind of care ministry we do have is a, a helps ministry where we have uh, people in the, the church can re- respond to different needs, uh, buying groceries or, or helping uh, a little bit financially with people in need as well. And so that's an option for people who... Uh, find themselves in in a hard situation. We just had, uh, we just helped someone who just recently had surgery, and we sent out an email and 
and uh, people signed up to bring meals for this person. Um, and that's, I mean, we're talk- talking about community. What a way yeah. to, to make somebody feel part of a community. Right. To, Just, to show up. I mean, I have even had this happen, we're not, some, not with surgery, but like just when we moved, I just send out a text to some people and say, hey, I need some help moving. And like 12 dudes showed up yeah. and moved us in like 30 minutes. And it's like that just makes you feel like, oh, feel makes you feel cared about, makes you feel seen. Right. Uh, makes And just makes you feel like you're part of this family, which is what mm-hmm. we want with all of these Absolutely. ministries. Yeah. Yeah, so that that's there you have it. John, why don't you give us some of your thoughts well, on some thoughts of these are, things? Well, my thoughts are, you know, as I look at these these care groups and, and our small groups, it really is a, a representation of what happened at the very beginning of the church. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, it really talks about the fact that um, people met every day, right, in the home. They were, they were sharing their possessions. They were helping each other out. They were caring for one another. They were ministering to one another. They were supporting one another, encouraging one another. They shared their food. They shared the blessings that God had given them. And they built each other up. You know, we're called to build one another up. When someone falls down, the Lord wants to use us as a believer uh, to build them up, to, to build community around them, to keep them supported, to provide an opportunity for encouragement, accountability, to be able to share experiences, share testimony, um, grow in their faith together. And that's what our small groups and these care ministries, I really feel, provide. And, and it really is biblical what we're doing here. This isn't just something that we want to do as a church just because it's the right thing to do. We're doing this because this is what God's placed it on our hearts as a staff to do. And it's biblically what he's called us to do as Christians is mm-hmm. to care for one another and to, um, to just be there as the church body, right? Mm-hmm. The church is made up of many members. Uh, each member brings their own gift and all of that coming together, um, God uses to build the community within the church. Yeah. And it's a way to find support. And, and you can't get all this through one one hour service. No. If no, you're coming you to, we want you to be at church. No, That's you gotta not, get plugged in. Never never what I'm never gonna say like, well, you don't need to be at church. We want you at that's church. That's important. Because but, being worshiping together, that's part of community. But if you just come here once a week or once maybe some people once every two weeks, once a month, once every two months, whatever it is, and you just you try to fill your tank with that. It's just not going to work. Like there's people, we see people that are, and and the three of us are here all the time. So we know that there's a good chunk of people that we see every week. We see them in small groups. We see them serving. And those people are part of this community. They're plugged in. Their roots are deep. And they, they could tell you how many, I mean, how great it is to be part of it. It feels it feels good to be part of a community. Well, we're, we're not were, made to be by ourselves. Absolutely. I mean, God designed us, one, to have a relationship with him, two, to have a relationship with others, right? You see that at the very beginning. And if he did design us to be by ourselves, why did Jesus have 12 exactly. people with him? Exactly. To, mm-hmm. to go around. What a, what a model for what our community should be, right? right? You look at Christ and his disciples. That's a model. That's mm-hmm. the best model to and how to live. And even looking within it, there's there's conflict within it. And absolutely. You, you know, and there's, there's tough there's tough times. We see the disciples make mistakes, and then they Jesus helps them through it. And as conflict is navigated, what happens? Growth. They happens. grow. They mm-hmm. grow. They grow. I mean, yeah. Look at to each other. They grow, grow closer to God. Look at Peter and what happens with Peter and denying that he knows Jesus. And then look how in look how important Peter yeah. is in the New Testament. Like it's he's insanely important, yeah. and like he grows from the mistakes he makes. And yeah. same. Yeah. Um, and then of course we see. The, the opposite of that, when you don't grow from the mistakes you make with Judas, you right? Judas, right. Yeah. So I had those two down. And, yeah. and even you see, even within the early church and the, and the model that they give us, there is uh, different roles and gifts that people mm-hmm. take. The There is organi- organization and leadership that needs to, uh, to be planned and developed. Uh, we see in Acts chapter 6, 
the Stephen uh, model. Actually, Stephen Ministry is is named after Stephen in the book of Acts. But there's this picture of there's this great need that comes up uh, to take care of widows, and they don't have a a system or a plan or a program in place to do that, and so they assign. Uh, seven leaders to oversee that ministry, and so uh, some other the, the other disciples can you know focus on prayer and preaching of the word, and so there's other people needing to take the role of leadership, organizing, uh, to being able to bring uh, people together too to provide the needs. And so we see that model, and that's what we're doing here as a church. The responsibility of the staff here is to, you know, create— Intentional, um, huh? Yeah, intentional, yeah, intentional. ministry yeah. where we can organize people, mobilize people, and and get the get the needs met in, in our community. Right. So let's so. let's talk about those needs, mm-hmm. and let's let's identify some. So we, we've got—I uh, mean— I've there's there's example after example that I'm sure that each of us could think of just being the fact that we've been in ministry now for um, collectively probably I mean John John Barrett you've been in ministry for how long about twelve years twelve I've been in ministry for uh, almost thirteen and Garrett pretty similar yeah around somewhere that. around there so I mean like we've got forty years, years of mm-hmm. of time in ministry together right and we could probably point to plenty of examples of people that have been dealing with something yeah. that opted to not come and seek out help with their mm-hmm. church community and we can see the negative impact that that has. So let's, let's identify some of this because we've seen, um, you know, and I'm not, I don't want to want to get too specific on any one of these, but uh, we've seen marriages fall apart because they were too ashamed to come and talk through their problems. Uh, you know, someone has an affair and they want to work through it, but they're too ashamed to come and say, I had an affair and I, I want to work through this. And that is probably more common than more people than people know about. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, maybe somebody's dealing with uh, with something like the loss of a loved one. Somebody has passed away and they have the attitude of I don't want to be a nuisance to anyone mm-hmm. and bother them with my problems. Uh, maybe you've got somebody that's dealing with their own personal sin on their own. And they want to they want to get through it. They want to work through it, but they think, man, I've got to I've got to work this out before I go to church. Um, so let's let's talk into some of those things and maybe some that I didn't even talk about there. Um, and just what what we can do as a church community. How does the community help people go through these difficult times and these trials? Mm-hmm. Well, I think uh, we can get some insight from Galatians uh, chapter six, uh, verse one says, "Brothers, if anyone is." caught in any transgression, uh, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. And so that's one of what I want to key in on, the spirit of gentleness. A lot of times the church can have a reputation of, yeah, having a heavy hand and being legalistic and, and casting people. Removing them from church even. Yeah, casting that, people out for um, their sins or, or their struggles that they're going with instead of working through that with them. And so, that can, you know, just just a, a general stereotype of the church. It's not true necessarily um, in in every church or, or as a whole, even. But that's maybe kind of the picture that people uh, take away. So, trying to be over and above, you know, have the spirit of gentleness to to help restore people, creating an environment where people are, are comfortable to come, that they can be open and vulnerable with uh, what they're what they're going through, uh, having a safe confidential place to talk to. And we talk a lot about that in these ministries mm-hmm. that, you know, the people who, who come, 
we're not broadcasting their sins. We're not broadcasting. Not even their to struggles. the staff. Like there are no. people right. that you two right. meet with that none we're, of the staff have any no. clue that right. you're even meeting with these people to, yeah. to talk through their their issues because it's confidential. Mm-hmm. So you mean? can you can take comfort in the fact that I mean I work with these two guys here and there are plenty of people that I have no clue. Yeah, my wife shares. Why don't you you know yeah, tell me where well. you're meeting? Mine with. as well. <laughs> and you're like, I no. can't. You know, I'll tell you I'm meeting, but I'm not going to tell you with who and why. And she yeah. respects that. And the idea with the confidentiality. That's a big one is, is, you know, if you're showing confidence to the person that you're meeting with and you're assuring them of that and you're doing it in a loving way, their heart's going to open up to where they can really share their burdens with you. Yeah. And, that's and another thing is a lot of people, John, you mentioned this before we even started the podcast today, is that people can feel like they've been. I forget the words you use, but been exposed and like people are looking at you. Yeah. At, like if you, you share something with someone uh, to try to work through you it and really then you come to feel church, naked. you feel like people are looking at you. Yeah. But the, the thing is, I, I mean, I've, I've met with plenty of people one-on-one. You guys have. There's not one, one circumstance that I can think of where somebody shared something with me and I... I immediately was like, oh, that's too far. Or, oh, oh, you should be ashamed of that. Or like started judging somebody over it. That's never the reaction no, no. of, and, and I can I safely say that with the Stephen ministers, that's not the no. reaction that these people are going to have with you. Mm-hmm. They're going to have sympathy. They're going to have um, a heart to help you mm-hmm. and an understanding for themselves that they've dealt with their own set of problems. Right. None of us are above that. Well, and we want people to know that, you know, just because we're on staff or people are trained that, you know, everybody's coming from with a humble heart. Right. Everybody is a sinner. And so when you come and you meet, feel comfortable to do that. Know that you're going to be sitting with another sinner. Okay. All have fallen short of the glory of God. All have sinned. Not one of us has not. So everybody is in that same boat, right? Mm -hmm. And one of the things that Jesus talks about when he sent his disciples out that, um, you know, even if they were offered a cold cup of water from someone who wasn't a significant person, that there was blessing in that, that that person who offered that cold cup of water would be blessed. And really what he's talking about, and for us, we talk about that in Stephen Ministry, offering a cold cup of water, meeting that person where they are. Okay, you don't have to be a, a, a pastor. You don't have to be a, a theologian to meet somebody where they are. And that's what we want to do as a church. That's what we want to do as a staff. That's what we are encouraging uh, the people that serve in these care ministries or to meet someone where they are. Bring your testimony into the relationship. Bring your experience into the relationship. Offer that person a safe place where they can come and open up and build rapport and community so they feel safe to be able to begin to process what it is they're going through. Do you guys ever feel like it it is intimidating when someone's meeting with you just because you're pastor garrett i'm just curious about this because we do have the people like you you mentioned this is a a lay ministry um my wife does uh mentoring and she's i mean she has no she's not a pastor she's not on staff she is a volunteer that is meeting with people and she feels like she connects better with people just being able to be like I'm just another person that is part of this church family and doesn't have the title of pastor, which I think right, Brett right. has always done a great job here. He walks out and he says, I'm Brett. And he doesn't, he does, he's not like I'm Reverend Brett Evlikiotis <laughs> right. the third or whatever, you know, he doesn't get all formal with it. And he is so open about his own past and his own testimony and the things he's struggled with. And he even, I think last night at first Wednesday, I, don't, I think it was last night or maybe it was this weekend. He talked about a conversation he had with Eve when they were just dating <laughs> and like, he's saying it and it's like, this conversation doesn't make Brett look good. Right. It look, it's <laughs> right, like, it's kind of right. like he was wrong in this situation and he just shares it with you to let people know, like none of us are above this. All of right, us have right. had our shortcomings and all mm-hmm. of us have gone through things 
Uh, I mean, we've gone through things that are our own fault. We've gone through circumstances that were out of our control and everyone is here to help, help each other through it. Right. Right. Yeah. And, and we, yeah, we as ministers understand that we are broken people, just helping other broken people, uh, just called in different broken positions. people help broken people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is, is yeah, maybe sometimes that's more of the projection on, on someone who's, who's seeking help thinking that, yeah, the path, the pastor's so much holier or so much better, which, yeah, it's not, it's not the case. We're all, we're all needing in the God's difference grace. is we have felt called into ministry. That's, that's, yeah, that's, that's it. Just a that's little a different in, in ministry in yeah, this way. Other people have felt called into ministry by being a police officer that's or called right, into right. ministry by being a teacher. Yeah. Uh, so it's just, this is where we felt called into ministry. Yeah. And you know, you know how it is when you, when you sit down and you talk with someone, Garrett and uh, Garrett Elliott, and you're struggling with something, right. And the person looks at you and goes, you know, I know what you're going through. Let me tell you what happened to me. Doesn't that just, isn't that freeing for you? Doesn't yes. that open up yes. and it's truthful. You're speaking the truth and love. You're, you're, you're sharing in that burden. You're, you're showing that person that you understand because you're willing, you're willing enough to expose yourself. Mm-hmm. Everything's brought into the light, right? We're called to bring everything out of the darkness into the light, transparent, right? With God mm-hmm. and with each other and all of that. And so when you do that, you're offering, you're opening this opportunity for this other person to go, well, man, you know what? If Garrett can be, who's a pastor, expose himself to me, surely I can expose himself to him. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's where, you know, the prayer comes in, the healing begins, because True. then it's been voiced. It's out there. It's no longer being sheltered in that person where they're struggling with it. It's out there in the light. Yep. And, yep. and going on in Galatians uh, chapter 6, verse 2, uh, I love these couple of verses, to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. But then verse uh, 3 says, for, for if anyone thinks he is something when he is nothing, he deceives himself. And so, again, the remembering that we need to have a humble attitude. We, we are broken just like anyone else. We are nothing um, without Christ. And verse 4, uh, But let each one test his own work, and then his reason to boast will be in himself alone and not to his neighbor. So not comparing yourself to other people where they are um, thinking you're better or even the opposite, thinking you're worse, mm-hmm. you know, just, just trying to... Um, Assess, assess yourself, you know, your relationship with God and, and not not putting yourself above others. Right. So. You, Let's, know, you were just real quick. I'm sorry. You were no, talking about sin earlier and I was thinking in James and I had to find it. James 5, 16. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. Yeah. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Right. When we pray with an honest, open heart, we share with one another healing. God works in that. And it's that release of that. You're giving it up. You're sharing it. You're voicing it. You're giving it to God. You know, it just, it's powerful. And sometimes you cannot do that on your own. Yeah. You know, my, my, my kids, um, we've, we've gotten very into the Pilgrim's Progress uh, mm-hmm. story. And there's this great children's book version of it. Um, just called, I think it's just called Little Pilgrim's Progress. Um, and it's, it's, it's very, I mean, it, it's an amazingly well-written book because it's, the themes in it are, awesome and the way that it goes about the themes are incredible but the the big part of it is that um the guy's name the main character is christian he has a burden on his back Mm. that grows and grows and grows and grows and grows (laughs) and he's on this journey to the celestial city which is obviously it's it's meaning heaven right and he's uh to go see to be with the king of the celestial city and he's got this burden on his back and he finally makes his way to the cross 
and because of the cross, that burden was lifted and fell off his back. And now he's free from that burden. He's made new for this journey, right? And that's Mm -hmm. what we go through as Christians. We go through this where we can can know that Christ, because of what he did on the cross, our burden has been lifted. Mm -hmm. And so if you've got a burden weighing you down, know that we've all had a burden weighing us down and know that Christ died for you. So you don't have to carry that burden. And that's why as a church... As believers, we come together to remind each other of that, right? That's right. Uh, I want to. I want to also talk about people that are going through trials that are out of their control. Um, the the first one that comes to mind is somebody that is grieving the loss of a loved one, um, somebody that maybe has gone through uh, a broken marriage and is is trying to reconcile a relationship, uh, maybe within that marriage, or maybe reconcile a relationship with um, a child or a sibling. Um, maybe something that's just outside of their control where they're trying to, uh, to go through this and they might be a little bit more, I don't want to burden somebody with my, uh, with what I'm dealing with. Does that make sense? Mm. I rambled a little bit there. I tend to do that. <laughs> yeah. So they're, they're not wanting to, you know, put it on someone else or, or burden them with their issues and things like that. Um, again, we're, we're called in, in this as, uh, together as a, as a community of believers. The number one commandment that God gives us is, is to love one another. And, uh, you know, we can't love one another if, if we don't know about someone's issues or pains or, or what, they're, what they're going through, uh, building that relationship. And uh, we're especially called actually to, to, to love our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. And so there is this uh, special connection that we have as believers that we can be, be a family, that we are, we are family, that uh, we want to be able to be open and, and share with one another and encourage one another. And so when you're feeling like, yeah, you don't want to, to burden someone or you, you, you feel or like maybe it, you think your problems problem. aren't big enough. Sometimes yeah, people, yeah. people are like, oh, other people go through much, much worse. I shouldn't be complaining. It's like, hey, what you're going through is what you're going through. Right, right. It's, it's not your like feelings, your problem's yeah. too small for us to for us to to help each other through it. Right. right no, right. yeah. When you're in the midst of it, that problem is extremely real to you. Yes. It may not be as as high value or low value to someone else, but that's not the point. You're in the midst of it, so to you, it's very real, mm-hmm. and uh, the Lord cares about that, and we as believers care about that as well, and we want to share in that burden. We want to be yoked next to you, mm-hmm. uh, and walk alongside you. And so you don't have to navigate that yourself. You know, that's what we call it to do that. We love doing that because the spirit has put that on our hearts to do that. That's, that's what the Lord calls us to do. And so it's okay to bring that burden to someone. Mm-hmm. It's okay, you know, because we have the Holy Spirit in us. When we come into Christ, we have the spirit to, to guide us, to strengthen us, to give us what's needed to support not only ourselves and grow in faith in ourselves and be sanctified ourselves, but as he also works in us so that we can show him, use his words, use his truth and speak into someone else as they're going through it. So, you know, uh, I would encourage those of you out there who are really struggling to know that uh, these ministries, these small groups, our church, our staff, this is a safe place for you to come and share your burdens and know that you don't have to go through this yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, referencing to uh, Psalm 32, uh, David said, for when I kept silent, my bones wasted away uh, through my groaning all day long. From day to day, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. So that, again, there's this feeling of weight and he's burdened because of what he's done, but he's 
he's he's keeping it inside of him and and it's just really bothering him but once he's acknowledging his sin he goes on he acknowledges his sin or he acknowledges his burden or his struggle or whatever he's going through uh, confessing it to God um you know and then then there's a there's a release of of that you know that burden that that you have kind of right. like what you were talking about with the you know the burden being lifted and and you're 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 open you're confessing you're you're processing your your feelings your emotions with someone and there's there's freedom in that yeah well um as we wrap it up here uh just talking through community and what community can be within the church what what it's for um i want to encourage you and I'm, i know that you too as well get plugged in somewhere whether a small group um is is a great way to get plugged in with people and even a first step to opening up to people uh, a lot of people have never been part of a small group. They join one and they immediately see like the benefits of being in a group of whatever it is could be. I mean, I know there's some groups that are three, four people, right? So mm-hmm. there's, there's smaller groups that are a lot less intimidating to, to share what you're going through. And you immediately see how much that the people in our church, the, the community within our church care about each other. We want to, we want to help each other. We need to help each other. Absolutely. And I would shout out for all the guys out there. I know guys, it's really tough to, um, be vulnerable, to be vulnerable. It's really tough to, to break down that wall of masculinity and, and share your, uh, your hurts and struggles. And, uh, one of the things that we do here around church, we've been doing it for about five months now. It's called G3 guys, grub and gospel. We do it every third Friday of the month and we have a blast and it's a great opportunity to get for the guys to come out. We, we share a, a message. We have great food. We have great fun, but we also have great community. We sit around tables. We listen to each other. We care for one another. We provide opportunities in a biblical way for you to open up a little bit about what you're going through, to share your life with, with other guys in the church, other believers in the church who, um, who want to connect with you and who want to support you. And that's a great gateway into um, some of the men's small groups that we have here also. It's just a great opportunity. If you're looking to take that first step, you're a little nervous, about jumping right into a group, just come to one of the G3s and just hang out with us a little bit and see what it's all about. Yeah. We'd love I mean, to I, have you. I sat at a table last G3 with a couple guys that I'd never met. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've seen them before, but I've, I mean, it's a big church, so you're not always going to have one-on-one conversations, but I'd never mm-hmm. met these guys personally. And I got to know these guys and now I've been seeing them around church and it's just like, Hey, what's up? And you go and you have a connection now. Huge. And then if you see like, you know, just for example, if I were to lead a, a small group Bible study, there's a connection there with these guys to be like, I want to be part of Bible study. Oh, I know Garrett. Yeah, Garrett, I'll be in Garrett's lead. Bible yeah, study, exactly. you know, mm-hmm. um, that kind of thing. So, yes, that G3 is a great opportunity for guys. Um, we've got so many different groups within uh, small groups. There are guys groups, uh, groups for women, groups for uh, students. Um, specifically, there's groups that are that are more dialed into. I know we've got a couple of singles groups. Mm-hmm. We've got some care groups and recovery groups and I mean all kinds of different things and then some hobby groups as well. We just so started what Elevate, right? The young Yeah, young adults. Young, young we just adults. started Elevate, which is um the fourth Wednesday of every month. Uh we just meet we meet in the lobby and it's kind of the same vibe. Um you hang out, uh we got some food there for you and then we sit around a couple of different tables and we chat through uh whatever the message is that night from John. Um John Knapp who's leading that who's taking over on uh with some of the young adult ministries and 
Um, so he's the head of uh, of Elevate, and uh, that was. Uh, I mean, we we've only yeah, had I one actually, so far. It was awesome. I actually just had lunch today with a young man who had gone with his girlfriend. He said it was fantastic. He really felt connected. He felt the word he used was he. You know what, John? I felt the church community. It was yep. really cool. It and was. So, yeah. It was great. I mean, f- we had four four or five tables, um, round tables with eight nine people at them, and everybody. It seemed like everybody was really connecting together and. Um, since then we've seen a lot of those people attending Just church last regularly. Night, right? There was Wednesday. a ton of, yeah. of young adults uh, uh, that I recognize from that group. So there's a lot of people there. I should clarify. I'm not there because I'm, I fit the age group. <laughs> I'm there just because I, um, I, I want to, I told John, I'd like to help out with the, with the young adult ministry. Um, but John and I both were in our mid thirties and the, the age group of elevate is 18 to 29. So yeah. we're a little outside of the age group. Uh, you know, both of us with, uh, with families and it's a little beyond what, uh, what these, you provide the wisdom, this right? stage of life. So, uh, I wasn't there because I'm a young adult and I'm not trying to, you know, reclaim my youth or anything. <laughs> um, but yes, there's plenty of ways, Garrett. Oh yeah. And one more thing I forgot to mention as far as a care ministry too, we have the prayer ministry as well. And that's a, a big part of, uh, how we care for people. So if that's just your, your one step to say, I want the staff, I want the prayer team to pray over this for me. You can just send in a request. You don't have to do it in person. It could even be anonymous, but you're, you know, you're putting it out there. You're putting out your request of what you want prayer for. Or it can be confidential. Yeah. Or it can be confidential and, um, just, just shared with the staff. But yeah, that's just a great first step to say, you know, I need prayer. I'm struggling with this. I have a, I have a need. And then also too, if you want follow up, you know, through that prayer request, we can do that too. Cool. Well, guys, thanks for being here Um, again to talk more about community and how important community is uh, for everybody and and how important community is within our church. Uh, Next week, we are going to be doing an episode with a couple people from the worship team, which is going to be fun. We're going to to we're going to go back and just talk about basically uh, what worship is, why we do what we do as far as um, music and how worship is beyond, you know, just singing together on the weekends um, and what worship is uh, throughout scripture and things like that. So um, that'll be next week. John Garrett, thank you guys for coming today and chatting with me. John, welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be back. Great thank job. You. I'm going to ch- great job, job. Garrett. I think, I think if I do this right, we've got, do you um, got some music, oh. a little applause there for, for John Barrett. Go Giants. Yeah, go Giants. Oh yeah. Go Giants. Um, we are recording this today before the Giants start their first ever playoff series against the Dodgers. Can you believe wow. that? Never. 100, believe 130 that? years of rivalry never true? faced never. each wow. other in the playoffs. Yeah. Um, and uh, again, this is, uh, you know, Giants <laughs> talk with John and Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you at church this weekend. Bye.